A reading from Luke chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Listen for the word of God written. Now in the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip was tetrarch of the region of Iteria and Trachonostus, and Lysarius was tetrarch of Albaline, and the high priesthood of Ananias and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. John came into the district around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his path straight, make every ravine will be filled, and every mountain and hill be brought low. The cricket will become straight, the rough roads smooth, and all flesh will see the salvation of God. Amen. Well, it's infrastructure week in the lectionary. That was a joke. Thank you. Thank you very much. You know, mountains made low, valleys filled up, crooked made straight. Infrastructure, right? And just like real life instruction, infrastructure, we got problems. I mean, we might say it's bad, but it's not that bad. We got problems. We say it's too expensive. We don't like it when things are disrupted. We got detours and construction. Who's all this for? Who needs a roundabout? I love them. Some people hate them. <sighs> Infrastructure week. In uh, Carson City, they got a couple million dollars to continue their complete streets program. I don't know if you know about this. Maybe you, some of you are old enough to remember. Probably not. But back before there was automobiles, the streets were for everyone. Did you know that? It was for walking and horses and carriages and vendors and carts and Everybody will use the street. But when the cars came along, there was a whole campaign talking about, you know, uh, jaywalkers. Jay was a, sl a slang and derogatory term for somebody that uh, didn't know how city lives lived. And soon the streets went back just for cars. You better get out of their way. You know, pedestrians. Pedestrians were getting killed in New York City. And their solution was, get out of the way. Streets are just for cars. Some of that's changed over the years. You know, that complete streets program, that is to actually make streets for everyone again. They're going to be walking paths, bicycle paths, you know, by actual bicycle lanes that are more than a paint and a prayer. You know, that's all bicycle lanes there, you know. It's a... Lane, eh? oh Lord, don't keep the car out of here, you know. Actual curbs and things 
people walk, crosswalks, and those curb cuts with the annoying bumps for, you know, the blind and the hard of sighted. Maybe little beeps with the crosswalk so people can hear if they can't see. Actual signs to stop the cars. Crosswalks where pedestrian have the right of way. Maybe them flashing lights so they can actually stop traffic to walk across. Prepare the way of the Lord where all flesh will see salvation. It's been a huge change in our lives. The thoughts about what streets are for from just adding more and more lanes so more and more cars could get where they're going faster and faster, which just brings more car meat, more traffic, more jams, more problems. Infrastructure weak. How about that handicapped parking? You probably remember when that came up. Remember handicapped parking when it first started? It was a request, a polite thing. Please, please keep this for handicapped folks. You know, you know, and then, you know, everybody was parking in it. So they got these handicapped placards and license plates and things, you know, and then people still park there. So then they, now you look at it, they have jumongous fines and they'll tow your car. And we finally were able to make way for handicapped folks to park. Have you been to Home Depot? Have you seen there's vet parking there? There is. There's special parking for vets. Some places there's stork parking for people that are expecting a child and maybe aren't walking or running as well as they're supposed to. You got a 10-pounder coming on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Every step counts, buddy. You know. You know, what would be Christmas parking? Have you thought about that? What would be a sign for Christmas parking? I, I kind of get it on the front, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's actually, a, this is a legit sign that says handicap ramp ahead, in case you're wondering. But I kind of thought that, you know, you know, the mountains and the valleys and making them accessible, I kind of thought that might be the sign for Christmas parking. You know, we're making mountains low, raising up valleys, making the crooked ways straight. Who would Christmas parking be for? We hear that the good news is not for the able-bodied, young, white male, but for those who dwell in deep darkness, for those who are in sadness. Imagine if we had Christmas parking for those that were facing the mountains in the way or those that were in the valleys, even the pits of despair. What if we made the way straight for them or flat for them? Even though it wasn't our mountain. Even though we weren't in the valley. What would it be like? Too often I see people fix the problems that are out there, the people that are in the deep dip pits of valleys and people that are facing mountains of problems and challenges and just say, well, they're not there. Or they should know better. You ever, you ever been uh, 
not it's not quite yet, but later on in the winter, you ever been driving around town and then you see a car parked and it's got like like a foot of snow on the roof? Have you ever seen that? There's no snow anywhere in town. But the car has a foot of snow. You know, first of all, you think, you know, you could brush that off. That'd be a good idea. But you know, you have a foot of snow and you and but there's no snow anywhere else. And I'm thinking people would say, well, that's just fake snow. Because I didn't experience, I don't have any problem with snow. That's just fake snow. That's weather crisis actors. Can't have problems. I don't have problems. They don't have problems. Well, I try to think, oh my gosh, someone had a lot of snow where they're at. Probably had a hard time getting down here. What would it be like we had Christmas parking for all flesh? You know, that's what it says. It says all flesh will see salvation. Not the deserving, thank God. Not the ones who work for it. All flesh. And you see how you prepare for this. John went out and he didn't say, let me affirm your wear and give you thanks and gratefulness for the life you've been living. John went out and said, I'm preaching a Baptist of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Oh my gosh. Would he be in trouble today? Because we all know that if you dare to suggest that there is something wrong with the life that we live, we're very angry. We want it banned. We want it out of here. You are, you are, you're teaching hatred to our children. You can't possibly say anything we have done in our lives are wrong. We've done nothing wrong. That was all in the past, John. Don't you dare come out here and say we have anything to repent it for. But you see what happens if you don't repent, you can't get forgiveness. It's repentance for forgiveness, according to John. It's only then that the mountains can be made low, the valleys raised up, the crooked paths made straight. And only then is a Christmas parking for all salvation, for all flesh. <clears throat> wow, huh? What are some of the mountains and valleys that are in the way of Christ's coming? Have you ever thought about, here we are, 2021, you think you're tired of the pandemic and the mask, how about tired of waiting for Jesus? I mean, every year we throw a big party and every year he doesn't show up. We spend a whole month getting ready for him. Preparation, Advent, he's coming, he's coming, and nothing. Why doesn't he come? Why doesn't Jesus come? Well, are there still mountains? Are there still valleys? Are there still crooked paths? Yeah. Yeah, there still is. I think Jesus might be saying, why haven't they got that ready for me? I mean, when, when Rachel came to visit, you know, oh my gosh, every piece of furniture in the living room and most in the other rooms were put out to the garage. We had the carpet scrubbed and cleaned. 
We're getting ready for the advent of the girlfriend. We were ready. I hope, I think. My adult daughter, Rachel, was whispering tips to me over the first weekend. God bless you. You know how well that goes over when your kid tells you how you should act, you know. But, you know, just like those John the Baptists, I do have some things to repent for, some things I do need forgiveness. And it's not their fault they call that up. What are some mountains that we have? How about the mountain of student debt? Let's just pick that one. No one here has got student debt, maybe? Anybody? No? All right. <clears throat> when I, I went to college in 1977. Now it's 2021. What percentage increase in college has happened since I went to college? Anybody got any guess how, how much more it is now than then? What? Cost. What? Cost. Cost. Uh, no, percentage. Let's go percentage increase. Probably three times. Three times, 300% would be 300%. Yeah, yeah. Now, strangely enough, the minimum wage uh, nationwide has gone about 300% up. Nevada, 400% up since then. California, 500% since then. Okay, so those are the college. Thanks for answering, Jim. College has gone up 1,424.23%. 1,424.23%. Now, I don't think that all that expense is an additional 40 years of history. I don't think I, you, know, I think you can put that in there. So if it was 20,000 back then, it'd be $304,846.53 now. That's from the U.S. Bureau of Label Statistics. That's a mountain. That's a mountain. And then the minimum wage, I think it's a valley. People are in the pit. Do you know that the Minimum wage, and how many, anybody, Jim, you want another one? Yeah. How, how, how much was the first minimum wage that was going to ruin business, destroy the economy? Anybody remember? What? No, I think it was $5. No, it, no, no, it was 25 cents. 25 cents an hour. That was going to ruin the country. That's what I got for babysitting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back in Roosevelt, FDR? No, no okay, so 25 cents in there. Now that 25 cents is a little bit different now. And since then, it's only, since 77, it's only gone up. It's gone, it's gone up, it's gone up three, 400%, depending on the state you were, 500. But that's a valley. Can't afford college, can't afford a house. My, my kids don't have a house. They don't plan on having a house. They don't see a house. They're hard workers. They're good people. My, my daughter's a teacher. My son works for BMW. That's a valley. That's a pit. And we, we, we mostly didn't avoid it. How about the valley of medical debt? Some of you might reject that. How about that? 
Do you know we're the only industrial civilized nation in the world? You know, we're the greatest in the world. We're the only ones you can go bankrupt with a major illness. My friend Eric, they don't know how he's going to pay his hospital bill. The longer he lives, the more he's going to wish he didn't, I think. That's a pit. That's a valley. That's a dark place. And then on the other hand, there's a mountain. You know, you look at the pit of, pit of how much medical debt comes. You know, you don't, you don't have, people don't understand there's no medical debt in any other country. Nobody has a GoFundMe in, in Canada to play for their cancer treatment. Why can't we figure that out? We're great, we're rich, we're smart. We got great hospitals, doctors, medicine. We could figure it out. We could move that mountain. Maybe one is because uh, I could move, we could raise that valley, excuse me. The mountain I'm thinking about is a mountain of profits from drugs. Have you been following the drug crisis? That's a mountain. Raising the price of insulin through the, through the roof. And how about that, all the Oxycontin and the, the painkiller and the drugs? Millions and billions of dollars. Get people hooked illegally by prescription. That's obscene. And why is it okay and accepted that we, the seniors get on buses and drive to Canada before pandemic to buy their drugs? Why is that, why is that okay? Why do we think, oh, that's a, great, that's a great idea, a great thing to do? The world is dying of pandemics. And we've got drugs to fight it. Oh, but the patents. We can't let other countries make it for their people. We got, we got patents. Just because the government paid for the research doesn't mean the companies shouldn't have their dollar. And so now we're wearing masks and we're going to continue to wear masks because there's going to be all sorts of craziness going on all over the world because they're not going to get vaccinated and it's going to mutate and we're going to go through the Greek alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, all the alphabets. That's a pit. That's a valley. And according to our scripture, Christ is saying, when are you going to get that fixed? It's infrastructure weak, friends. Fix up the road so I can come. Aren't you glad this is my last sermon here? <laughs> Woo! But you know what? We've done mountains. I don't want to tell you that we, we can't do stuff. As a, as a people, as a nation, we can do stuff. When we set our mind to it, we can do it. How many people have polio? That used to be horrible. They used to take down a president. That used to be lifelong affliction. You used to never recover boiler. Used to be in an iron lung, which is now, you know, a ventilator. But back then, you had a big old tank that you were living. You were struggling to breathe. Pilot, they closed in swimming pools, drain pools. They didn't know what to do. The vaccine came out, and every child in America sent dimes to the White House to get rid of polio, chipping away. That horrible, horrible, horrible disease. The vaccine was mandated and people were glad to get it. Polio's gone. People don't have to be stumbling on the road 
because they have polio. That road is made straight. We can do that. Remember drunk driving? Remember that? There used to not be any laws against drunk driving. This is pretty recent. You used to be able to get sober by driving by just saying, I'm good to drive, and then you're good. And you drive. Wasn't any laws against driving drunk. It was accepted. I credit mostly mad. You know, mothers against drunk driving. They banded together and said, enough, there's too many people dying, enough of this. And they started shadowing politicians and judges. It made it impossible for them to ignore that great deep pit of drunk drivers killing their loved ones, their children. Whatever you think about laws or enforcement or all that, it's gone way down. Maybe it'll be gone sometime. And I dare say it's no longer socially acceptable to drink and drive. What about smoking? Remember smoking? Remember smoking in public places and restaurants and theaters? In planes? I remember being on a plane. I couldn't see the plane. I couldn't see who was sitting in the plane. There was just a big cloud in the back. My dad went to a restaurant. He was pretty sensitive to the smells of cigarettes. They asked for the non-smoking table. And so... Here, here it was. It was like all these tables were smoking. And then there was one right here that was not smoking. And they sat him here. And he goes, what was that? I want, I want the table downwind of the non-smoking table. Remember that? I remember going with some people to the theater, to a movie, and they, we went in. They go, where do you want to sit? And they looked around and says, where's the non-smoking section? You know, I didn't. And I'm so thrown by that because by then there was non-smoking in our state for theaters. We got rid of that. Whatever you think about laws and government and all that, we moved that mountain. The servers and workers that were in that space 8, 12, 10 hours a day, whatever, they don't have to breathe that smoke anymore. You know, yeah, people talk about their rights and freedoms and all that. Just like they talk about how upsetting it is to have a detour when there's a perfectly good street there they tore up for some improvements. Infrastructure week is not without cost, not without inconvenience, not without actual problems and trying to get things better for most people. Remember a uh, Remember the seniors buying dog food? The story, anyhow? The cashier says, oh, what's the name of your dog? And they couldn't tell her because the dog food was for them. I think that story helped make Social Security a little bit more secure. It used to be okay. Hey, you don't have money on your own, I guess you just die somewhere. Well, we moved that mountain. Whatever you think about it, is it adequate? Did the other? We worked on that. Made room for folks. So we can do that. It costs, it's painful. It's difficult. It's controversial. 
may requires us inconvenience and problems as we have to go around detours as the infrastructure is being upgraded. But you know what comes? If we can move those mountains, if we can fill in those pits, if we can make the path straight, it'll be Christmas parking for all flesh to see salvation. And Christ will come. Finally. You moved everything out. You got everything ready for me. I'll come in. Advent is getting ready for Jesus to come. Friends, we got a lot to do. Let's hope he comes, stays, maybe even buys us dinner. You know. Because we've made the path straight for all flesh to see salvation. We've taken down mountains so all people can live without crushing debt, medical or college. We raised up the valleys and the pits so people aren't killed again when the medical bills come. When they look at their paycheck, realize I have to get the third job. Thank you all for all that you've done. Thank you for being a witness to that there's a different way of living in the world by being here today and by living your life as you are, by doing things that don't profit you personally as much as they help others. For all of that, I'm very thankful and I am blessed to know you and know that you're down here doing good work in Gardnerville in the world. So friends, keep moving them mountains, keep filling them valleys, keep straightening those paths. And we will welcome all flesh to salvation and make Christmas parking available for all. Amen.